Welcome to the Mothers You Know podcast. Thank you for being here. This is a place where we as women remember the spirit God gave us. We know how much we matter and we believe all things are possible to them that believe on this Savior Jesus Christ. Here at Mothers You Know, we support the parents of young men in the Sons of Healman and young women in the Daughters of Light programs at Life Changing Services. These programs provide therapeutic and mentoring services for youth struggling with depression, anxiety, self-harm, pornography, and any other unwanted or difficult behaviors. We offer parent support, training, and resources for mothers and fathers seeking the best way to support their loved one. Any mother is welcome to join in the Mothers Who Know classes support and training. You do not need to have a child in life-changing services to join in. We hope you'll join us. I am Karen Broadhead. I serve as the director of Mothers You Know, and I serve as the parent support specialist at life-changing services. I invite you to join with me and other mothers from across the country in our Warrior Mothers Who Know online support and training group. If you have a child struggling with pornography, depression, anxiety, or other difficult behaviors, you will find a safe and uplifting place to learn from other moms and learn principles and strategies to best support your loved one. Please go to motherswhoknow.org to find the online meeting details. We talk about difficult things here with the intent to shine light in dark corners and to eliminate isolation and shame. We are mothers with warrior hearts who are raising the warriors of this generation. We know we must learn to fight well for ourselves first, then we can confidently support and cheer on our loved ones in the best ways. All right. Can I ask you just to introduce yourself just a tiny bit and share just a little bit about whatever you feel comfortable with, what brought you here to Mothers Who Know, and then why you come and why you attend, what you gain out of it? Sure. I was thinking as you were saying that you've been involved six or seven years. Is that what you said? Or five or six? It could be 10, Debbie. That's just my, remember. Oh my goodness. When did I, when did I start coming? So I actually, I figured that out. It was the summer of 2017. So about four years ago, and I had sort of a convoluted journey, I first became aware of Mothers Who Know earlier that year, I think it would have been in spring of 2017, the UCAP that year. So that's Utah Coalition Against Pornography. And those who participated just had sort of a a program of the events and the sponsors And so I noticed Mothers Who Know, and I did notice the weekly meetings, and I noticed that they were free, but the problem was there was so much other information that sometimes I do this thing where I get so much information that I do nothing. (laughs) But I noticed that Karen was one of the presenters that year, but she was presenting for youth, so course, I didn't qualify to go to that 
presentation, but I noticed who she was, made the connection that there was a little ad for Mothers Who Know. And then it wasn't until that summer when I was talking to one of my neighbors and she shared with me that she did not feel comfortable attending church because of what was going on in her family. And I said, you know what? Let me tell you what's going on in my family. And I didn't go into lots of details, but at that point she said, oh, you really need to Google Maurice Harker. And so I Googled him and then noticed that Mothers Who Know was affiliated with life-changing services. So I think it was that very next Tuesday that I tuned in and have been tuning in ever since. And you mentioned that you'd like to know why I keep coming. And I really think one thing that really impressed me earlier was just the fact that the brain is a muscle, just like our other muscles. And just like we practice exercising, we practice correct thinking. And that is really what keeps me coming back because I feel like, oh, I have an aha moment, but then applying it and remembering it are tricky for me. And so I just really need the reminders of good women who have similar challenges and are not afraid to correct me in my thinking when I'm not going down a good path. So anyway, does that answer your question? Oh, thanks so much. Appreciate you Mm -hmm. sharing that. That's so big, isn't it? What we're thinking has been one of the biggest things for me that I didn't realize that I might be getting bombarded or what does Karen say one time? She said, don't sign up for the satanic spa treatment. And I love that. I wrote that down and put that on the back of my door in my closet with some other little quotes and thoughts and scriptures and stuff that I just really love. And I just thought when we sit and marinate and stuff that's discouraging and, and full of shame, I just think that's totally what that is. And that there's a way that we can kind of change the spin of that by being so careful with being aware first, just being aware of where some of those thoughts are coming from, if they're discouraging and how to correct them and how to, you know, just being reminded of some truths is we'll, we'll kind of feel like, oh, I'm inspired. I'm, I'm so, I have so much confidence in what, how the savior can be a part of this, even if it doesn't change the way it looks right now. And And then we go throughout the week or we, anyway, we can, we can move from that. So it's so nice to have reminders and to be with people that help remind of that. Anyway, thanks so much. Anyway, we do have a question that's in the chat. So here's, here's a question from, here's a question that was sent in that we would love for um, you to think about and see if you've got something to share on it. The question is, How can we help our family members who are struggling with some of the policies of the church? So how can we help some of our family members who are struggling with policies of the church? Some of them, how do you stand by the church and also validate their feelings? What a real good question. That's such a real thing. Does anyone have anything that comes to mind on that? How we can 
help those family members who are feeling like, oh, some of the church policies right now are really hard for me. And you want to honor where you stand with the church, but you also want to validate what they're feeling. All right, mom, pretend like this is your question. You've got something for us. Thank you. Hi. Yeah. I have a lot of that in my house and, and I got this thing on my Facebook feed this week and I'd never heard about it and I got to look it up, but the first part is a group called FAIR, F-A-I-R, but it's a group of Latter-day Saints, like from BYU and really scholarly people that have faith, what it stands for is Faith Answers informed response so i was listening to some of their conference they had a fair conference messages and they were the one i listened to was on polygamy and some of my kids have problems with that you know and but and one and another man i listened to was first know what the church's answer is like get informed before you go talking well, basically what my philosophy is, is just live your religion, live your love of the gospel. But beyond that, when your children start having questions and stuff, you know, I wasn't prepared for answers because I just, I, I have so much faith that I don't need to delve, <laughs> but I do need to delve because I need to be prepared. But anyway, this group's website is, if you have a question, you can just look up the question, you know, polygamy or whatever they're talking about and then you can read about it and then you can have an informed response if you get a chance to mention something and I sent the website to my daughter but what their credentials at the bottom were all BYU so-and-so's groups you know and so they're I trust that their answers are faith-filled and what they're trying to do is help us navigate the people that have questions in our lives and I just think an outpouring of love and just do your thing and be as Christ-like and loving as you can. And because they know, they do know what we've taught. And so I think it's super important to come to this group and stay by the tree and get your little heart filled with faith. And you stay as strong as you can and by this tree. The most powerful thing I've had today is I was listening to the Mormon Tabernacle Choir on my walk, and you got to look this song up. It's so fantastic, and I'm going to do it in primary this week. <laughs> it's standing on the promises of God, and it's really powerful, and it's given me that stand up, be strong, you know, and just live your why, live your gospel faith in Christ. But yeah, do look for answers and be, you know, informed about what's kind of going on and what, why they're feeling that way. So anyway, those were the kind of things I thought about. Thank you so much. There are a lot of resources, right? That mm-hmm. um, don't necessarily yeah. have to be directly related to the church, but can be faith filled. And we, like you said, we do want to be careful with those. Like we are one of the resources, you know, Deseret Book is one of those. Time Out for Women is one of those. That is a place that's a, a faith-filled place where they might not be directly affiliated with the church, but are just wanting to be in harmony with their teachings. So one, one thing that was mentioned in the, the question was with this question was that just, for example, like there's a new, you know, just maybe urging for vaccinations 
And if your children are feeling like they have prayed and received a personal revelation for their family, but now they're kind of getting the vibes that if you're not getting vaccinated, then you're not following the prophet kind of thing. And it's a hard, it's a hard spot, right? It's a hard place and it's hard to have conversations around them and to know what to say. So, and also there's a lot of, there's a lot of pieces around LGBTQ issues that some things have actually changed, you know, from what the church's stance on certain things. And I just feel like sometimes I just think, you know, that we are in a time when the restoration is ongoing and there will be some changes and there will also be, I mean, as far as it's okay, if the church makes a little, a change on something that they used to do and what they now do, but that can be hard. And it also can be hard when we factor in that sometimes a local leader or a friend who's a bishop or a, or just a member might have a, some thoughts on things that we're not feeling good about or that change or that anyway, it can be a, it can be a, a challenging spot to kind of hold your faith and hold your, your respect for church and leaders and all of that. And also kind of juggle some of these questions from people that we love. So let me just read just a couple of things that are in the chat. And then if anyone has anything that they want to share out loud, that would add so much as well to just hear your voices. So let's see, this was shared in the chat. I love this quote from president Nelson's recent talk on faith. If you have doubts about God, the father and his beloved son, or the validity of the restoration or the veracity of Joseph Smith's divine calling as a prophet or other things, I would add, choose to believe and stay faithful. Take your questions to the Lord or to other faithful sources. Study with the desire to believe rather than with the hope that you can find a flaw in the fabric of a prophet's life or a discrepancy in the scriptures, stop increasing your doubts by rehearsing them with other doubters. Allow the Lord to lead you on your journey of spiritual discovery. I think that was from faith to move mountains, right? This last conference, but thank you so much for adding that in there. That's such an important piece. Like if we keep rehearsing our doubts with other doubters, it'll increase our doubts, right? But to also just validate that sometimes when my kids um, come with questions or I don't know why this was said or that happened when that prophet spoke or that apostle spoke or something, why they said this or that, I used to feel like I need to just quickly stand in the defense of, well, whatever they said is the right thing. And I just think, you know, it's valid to have questions and to wonder. And that I just know in my personal life, I used to kind of have this solid piece of a Lego structure where all the pieces fit perfectly. And there were these few extras that came in the box that there wasn't a place for, and I didn't know where they went. And I just felt like that kind of summed up how I feel about some of the, well, there's these side things that I don't know the answers to, but sometimes there are those pieces that are part of your structure that kind of get taken out and you really don't know what to, to do or say to them. And just to feel like, just stick with the savior. We're not going to go wrong. If, as I watch people and I watch my own life, even with questions or things that I don't have the answers to my life's better. If I stick with the savior. And he helps me to be an influence for others to help their lives be better. And so I'm going to stick on that road, even if I don't have every piece of my little 
Lego structure solidly intact. I'm not going to walk away from it. I'm not going to walk away. And we just stay there. Even if our kids are in a wondering and they do, they wonder. And if we just say, that's not right. All you have to do is not worry about that. Or I'm just to say, that's a valid question. Keep taking that to the savior and be patient with not having an answer right now or not knowing the answer. Let's, oh, that those are, those are so real. Thank you. And then did you have something to add to that as far as just a response? Yeah, I, I've been thinking about this a lot and I just feel like something that I have a response in my head. I haven't come up with any conversations yet but there's like if someone has a question these are they're hard topics and there's a lot of feelings involved and to just validate that wow and you know that can be hurtful to somebody but that I choose to have faith that the Lord's leading this church through these men and women who've been called to serve in these callings I know that they're doing the best they can to lead us to Christ and that we don't always have all the answers I believe that God will eventually reveal the answers to these hard questions in the meantime I choose to have faith that God will continue to reveal what we need to know right now and that his character is love, but there are also laws that we work around as well. And so just kind of bearing testimony that, wow, we just don't know all the answers right now, but I'm choosing to have faith and just to keep plotting on with the knowledge that I have that God is love and that he loves us and he wants us all to return. But there's also these laws that we work around. So. Oh, thank you. Thanks for sharing that. Okay. I see that in the chat now, but I'm glad you said it out loud. (laughs) Thank you so much. Any other thoughts on that? Thank you so much for the question and thanks for, for just weighing in. Does anyone have anything else that they would like to add to that question? Yeah, I have a few things that I thought of when when you asked that question. Sometimes it is confusing to think, okay, what is the church's feeling on certain things? And in the gospel library app under gospel topics, there's a whole bunch of different things that are so helpful. Like I just quickly looked at it. So like on abortion and you you could read through that information and then there's talks and links. So if you needed to educate yourself a little bit more before having some of those discussions, that's a good place to start. And quite often, like in the church magazines, they'll usually always have articles, recent articles that go along with some of the recent issues that are at are at hand, even though I know sometimes they have to make those, that magazine like several months in advance, but usually there's some good things there. The thought I had too, is that, you know, hear him, the prophet asked us, you know, several months ago that we need to hear him, meaning hearing our savior, but also I think hearing, hearing the prophet or hearing the words of the savior through the scriptures, you know, reminds me of, you know, Earlier in the year, how powerful she shared with the meaning of the word of God and the and the sword. I can't remember exactly the word, but it was that phrase that was in the Doctrine and Covenants over and over again. And just how powerful the word of God is in our lives. So I think even the prophet said, like in the coming day, we won't be able to survive spiritually unless we are able to hear him. So we can have questions, we can have concerns, we can have doubts, but where are we going to find some of those answers? And just need to make sure we're going to the, to the right source. And maybe we could just be that example to our, our children when they have those questions. And yeah, I don't know, but this is what I'm going to do about it. And maybe setting that example. I remember, kind of remember President Ballard. I think it was Elder Ballard. I don't even remember where I heard this. And it's been several years, but I think he had a family member. And it might've been a grandchild that came to him and said they were leaving the church. They just weren't going to believe anymore. And And he kind of said, now, before you do that, can I ask you to do me a favor? Will you please consistently 
for the next 30 or 60 days, will you please just read the Book of Mormon before you make that decision? And that grandchild came back and thanked their grandfather for that because by doing that allowed them to hear the Savior's word, to have the spirit with them and to make, have that light come back into them that maybe they had been missing because they weren't doing those regular spiritual habits that would, would help them. So I thought that was good too. And then I'll put in the chat, I saw this article this last week. Someone shared it with me after the reaction to Elder Holland's BYU speech. I now see why the crowd called for Christ's crucifixion. And it was so insightful because when a hot topic happens, those who are very negative or against the church will just be so loud on social media. And it's easier to gravitate towards that. But, and they were kind of, anyway, contrasting that to Christ's crucifixion, but the invitation in the, in the article was like, come and read what really happened or come and actually see the program, how it was presented before jumping on the bag wagon. So find out for yourself, find out you're for yourself. We've, you know, you, you hear people who join the church and they might be the only ones in their family and their family doesn't want anything to do with them being baptized. They just, what they hear is just so loud or just seems so strange and doesn't seem right. Well, come just, you know, just come and see what this is all about. The baptism is all about, you don't have to join, you don't have to do anything, but just come and see for yourself, find out for yourself what's right. So I think that's, you know, something we can even teach our, our children too, but I'll put that article in the chat if anybody's interested of interested but sorry about all that talking thank you i hope that's helpful for somebody absolutely (laughs) this is as as you all have shared i'm like okay that's why this is so helpful because you all are willing to share or speak up or even if you're just here listening just your presence so thank you just one quick thought and then we'll go to you is that okay I loved one time, President Nelson said one time, and I can't remember where it was, but I remember I writing it down and being like, I'm memorizing this one and see if I can still remember it. But he said, if you will consistently and persistently do the spiritual work needed to develop the crucial spiritual skill of learning how to hear the whisperings of the Holy ghost, this is the part I love. You will have all the answers you will ever need. I don't know all the answers you'll ever want, but I'll see if I can find that quote. And with the Book of Mormon, the little situation with, well, before you leave, will you read this? Well, if they were consistently and persistently finding themselves in places where we can feel the spirit, and lots of times I've felt it right in this meeting, where a truth is felt, or something's brought up, or something's put in the chat that kind of gets me back centered and like, I'm feeling something, a stirring something that says, stick with this, even if you don't have all the answers and stick with me. And I love what he said. If we'll do that, if we'll consistently and persistently do that spiritual work to develop that skill, to hear him, that we'll have the answers we need. And maybe not in the second that we ask for all the things, but I feel like that's a truth. I just feel like that as we go along and as we look back, we will see that we had the answers that we needed. And so thanks for bringing those thoughts up. Okay. Thanks so much for sharing something. Yeah. So (laughs) this is one of these things that I've been 
delving into quite a bit because there is so much diversity of thought on what to do about things and and what the policies are and and all of these things. And the more I think about it, the more I talk to people about it, the more it all just really goes to just super basic principles. It's agency. It's receiving personal revelation. It's repentance. It's, it's all of these things. The one sister mentioned, you know, her child has an issue with polygamy and it's like, well, we're not doing that anymore. I mean, we're working with people daily in our lives, our loved ones who are struggling with major, major issues. And when they get to a point where they're not acting on that anymore, do we keep bringing it back up? Do we keep bringing it back up? Well, you know, last week you did. Well, last month you had this problem. Well, do you, that's, God is love and God wants us to be where we are. And he doesn't keep bringing back all of our shortcomings and all of our failures. And once we have repented of it and we have changed, it's gone. And that's something that we need to keep in mind too. The, (laughs) as far as like the vaccinations and the policy, I have been reading what the policy is. It's in the handbook. In the handbook, it says, we urge vaccinations, they save lives. Ultimately, it's up to you to get your own answer. That's what it says in the handbook. And they did send out the letter urging vaccinations. They're not excommunicating people. They're not refusing temple recommends from people because you're not vaccinated. They're not doing any of those things. The policy is always get your own revelation. This is what we recommend. These are the do's, these are the don'ts, these are the absolutes. As far as this is concerned, get your revelation. And that's okay. I think we need to let people have their agency and recognize that there's a difference between policy and culture. And there is a lot of heavy things going on in the world right now. And the church wants to keep its people safe. But ultimately, you get to get your own revelation. That's why we're here. That's what President Nelson has been urging since he became the prophet, is to pray, to search it out, and find out what's best for you and your family. And that applies to everything. It really applies to everything. Find out what's best for you. Go to the sources, research it, and pray. And God will tell you what you need to do for your family. And people get in discussions on social media. And it's like, you know, I'm glad that you are happy with your revelation. I've gotten mine. We don't have to agree. And that's okay. That's okay. And that's how it's supposed to be. So beautiful. I just appreciate you ladies. And I have noticed just in my own circumstance here, and I've got this, this beautiful neighbor that has a young baby that passed away just a few weeks after he was born. And it was just right after he had received some vaccinations. And there's such a worry that there was a connection between those two from the research that she's done. And just in talking with other people that just have some real, just legitimate worries. And then does that make them stand still okay with the church and, and the, the leaders and the urging. And I just feel like 
we have to be so careful of opportunities for wedges to come up. And because these little teeny thin things that can go over a face or whatever called masks, just this little tiny thing can put a wedge in the middle of a neighborhood or a family or a community or the world. And I just think I personally am going to refuse to let that be a wedge. And if I, at one point, if I was choosing to wear a mask or whatever, I, and there were people in the congregation that weren't, and is that a time to be like, well, aren't they following the, or whatever? Nope, we're not doing that. I'm going to walk right up to them after the meeting, and I'm just going to grab them and be like, oh, I just love you. How's your family? I'm just going to do everything I can to not let some of these things end up being a wedge. And, you know, we know, we know that behind the scenes, every effort to cause division and where it comes from. So if I'm sitting here thinking, well, the church is, we know where that idea came from. The church is against me now or thinks this, probably not probably. And will people make mistakes and make judgments for sure. But I love what Karen always says is like, let's, I think I even saw something here in the chat that I was like, that's a good reminder. Hear him, not them. So if there are things that are bringing contention and people are just trying to do the best they know with what they've got, all of us are, then let's just hang on to each other and, and be careful that we don't let wedges kind of show up in our families that we just say, I'm going to do all I can to help that not have a place and a seed in here. And I've just noticed that as we've kind of been for a while, we weren't doing masks at church. And then I've noticed, Oh, okay. Now the Bishop Rick is wearing masks and maybe there, and I, what do I, do I put one on? In fact, one meeting I had one on to start. And then I looked around and thought people are probably going to think I'm judging them. So I'm wearing I took it off and I, I just thought, oh my gosh, this is really tricky right now. You know, it's really tricky to, <laughs> to, to navigate. So I think just above all, if we're just like, is there something I can do? Somebody I can see some way I can help to add your love and your peace in the middle of this. Cause we know that Heavenly Father is not saying, you should be frustrated because they said this, or you should, that's not the source. That's not Heavenly Father's help. So, oh, any other thoughts on that before we transition here to just a couple of other things? Did you have something? Thank you. Yeah, just a couple of things. Just wanted to say that hear him, not them. I did repeat it, but it was from Brad Wilcox. So, but then also I wanted to share a quick scripture that has become really meaningful to me in situations like this. And I just try and remember it so I can go back to it quickly. And I love just having something ready. So the scripture is First Nephi eleven seventeen, And I think we can channel Nephi when he said, I know that he loveth his children. Nevertheless, I do not know the meaning of all things. And so when we're confronted, if instead of going to being defensive, if we can go to God's love and then just say, just like Nephi, nevertheless, I do not know the meaning of all things, but if we can default to love, then I think we can avoid a lot of those wedges or divides that you were talking about, BJ. Thank you so much. 
Thank you for being with us today, Warrior Moms. I invite you to make a donation at the top of our website, mothersyouknow.org. Any amount you can afford today will help us keep Mothers Who Know services free for all moms. Thank you so much for your generosity. Moms, remember your divine identity and great worth. Continue in your courageous efforts to support God's great work. Notice the miracles you see every day, the evidence of the Savior's love and mercy. Find the message in your message. Reach out and share the principles you learn in Mothers You Know with other mothers. You are God's secret weapon for good in this world. Finally, a few pieces of information for you. I recommend a few other podcast channels to listen to. Like Dragons Do They Fight podcast, that includes interviews and stories with those that have struggled and overcome something in their life. And the Eternal Warriors podcast, hosted by two YSA eight young men who share their story, teach valuable lessons, and interview special guests. You can follow us on our social media pages on Facebook under mothersyouknow.lcs or search for Mothers You Know and on Instagram, username at mothers underscore who know. Last, if you would like additional support and training, please go to mompowertraining.com to sign up for the next eight-week mom power training class for all moms. You can also go to the Mothers Who Know website at mothersyouknow.org or our parent company, Life Changing Services, at lifechangingservices.org to learn more about our excellent services to support you and your loved ones. Thank you so much for listening today. Please feel free to email me anytime with questions or to set up a complimentary 30-minute appointment to visit. Please email me at mothersyouknow at lifechangingservices.org. Looking forward to hearing from you amazing moms. See you next time.